This is SportsCenter. Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, the Sports Animals in the Morning on ESPN Honolulu. Wednesday, time for the Sports Animals here on ESPN Honolulu. Good morning. Happy birthday to George Foreman, celebrating 75 years of 75 rotations around the globe today. He's the only guy, probably boxer, that has made more money from endorsements than he has actually in the ring. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a billionaire, I believe, because really? of the George Foreman grills. Well, well, maybe he's only got about 700 million or something like that. Anyway, I mean, here's a guy that I guess the part of the deal was when he signed up to endorse it, he would get a piece of it. And uh, it's like the Michael Jordan Nike uh, situation where he sold over 100 million George Foreman grills. I believe he actually sold, uh, you know, sold his portion of it. But, hey, happy birthday to you celebrating today on Save the Eagles Day. (laughs) Which one? Philadelphia or... No, well, here in America, the American bald eagle was uh, actually removed from the endangered species, uh, species list oh, in 2007. But we're still trying to protect the, evil, the eagle. It's not evil. <laughs> it's a symbol of America. But there's only one part of the country, I believe, where the eagle refuses to go. Hawaii. <laughs> no bald eagles here. I guess it's too far away, and they say there's not enough of those the, the little critters that eagle, eagles like to eat over here. So. And the airfare these days kind of expensive. <laughs> exactly, it really is. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I would if I owned a golf course, I'd get some. I'd get a few eagles, kind of you know, put them on the golf course to to get rid of those uh, musubi stealing mongoose. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> Don't leave them. Don't leave a musubi in your golf cart. That thing's gone. So you'd really want eagles on the golf course, literally, and on the golf game for your golf game as well. Hey, there you go. All right. So if you happen to see an eagle today, which you won't, <laughs> uh, just keep that in mind. How do you celebrate the day. the day, though? I mean, what? Even if you have eagles in your state, you know that's a good. That's a. Uh, you know what? I don't know how they do it, but it's, we're not. We're saving the eagles. We're not really celebrating them. Oh, okay. Let's start the show. It's game day for Rainbow Warrior Volleyball. Tonight, Emmanuel is the opponent at the Stan Sheriff Center. Yeah, and last night we had called the coach at Ruby Tuesday, Moanalo. A nice crowd out there, so it was great Good hearing job, more guys. volleyball talk. Tip well, doing a great job, of course. And, you know, Emmanuel, from what I heard last night, is a team not as good as Loyola Chicago. Uh, and they are a team that should be a perfect opponent for Hawaii. Still, you don't want to take anybody lightly. And one of the things I know the topic last night in today's paper and hearing last week of the 27 errors Hawaii committed against Loyola, that is not going to con- that's not going to continue 
if you want to really start winning matches and go far in the postseason. And that's not the typical of Hawaii men's volleyball anyway. I think that was something we're not going to see. And I think some of these young players, on you know, still going to get their feet wet. They still got to get used to D1 volleyball. So I don't think that will be an ongoing problem. But hopefully Hawaii can take care of business tonight and Friday against Emmanuel University. Right. Hopefully it's not a trap game as, as the mm-hmm. Bows are looking forward to Purdue, Fort Wayne, or Tusculum. <laughs> but you're right, you're right, though, about a trap game. I mean, some people really believe in that, and I think there are such things as trap games. All right. Uh, Sony Open is getting underway tomorrow. The pros are here. Pro-Am's going on. we got more pro golf in Hawaii. Nei. Are you going to any uh, rounds this week? Well, we'll see if we can get away. I want to, but we'll see. I, I, I almost forgot about it, and I was thinking about, obviously, last weekend, the, the century, and then automatically, you know, as soon as they finish a Kapalua, they're coming here to Oahu for the Sony Open, and some really big golfers here, and you might not have the biggest, biggest names, but you still have a lot of big names, and it's always entertaining. I've only been out there twice, but I loved it. I thought it was pretty cool being that close to some of the biggest golfers in the world. I remember kind of following Jordan Spieth a little bit several years ago, and it was just great to be, like, 20 yards away from him. Yeah, I haven't actually looked at the field, but I'll check that out to see who's in town. Uh, it's a great, you know, Blaze Akana from the University of Hawaii will be playing. I'm guessing Parker McLaughlin will be out there again. Uh, he usually is. He usually gets invited, and he has a small uh, local uh, fo- uh, following that kind of uh, follows him around. Sure. So, anyway, we'll get into that. Uh, Jaden Mayava has uh, flipped again. <laughs> he was a bulldog. And then he was a rebel, and then he was a bulldog for a day. His dad says now he's going to USC. You know, I, I talked about that a little earlier, and thank you for the text last night. I, when you texted me that, I had to give a double take. That couldn't have been a right text that he's going to USC 24 hours after the Georgia announcement. But what I find interesting and curious, Chris, is uh, you're only hearing about this from his father. Not to discount his father at all, but usually in these transfer situations, you hear about it from the player himself on social media. You're not going to hear about it from the team. Well, you can hear about it, from the, but it'll leak out maybe through somebody who covers the team. And that's what I always say in the media. But you're only hearing it from the dad. And again, it could be 100% true. That's fine. But it's not normal how we're hearing the story play out. You think his dad's not telling the no, truth? No, I don't think that, but I, 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 it makes me wonder why we're not hearing it from media who covers either team or Jaden himself. Because you know, I can't think of you a know case what? where we've because only I heard think, about it I from think it's, dad. I think it's better. It's bigger news in Hawaii than it is in Los Angeles. But it's on ESPN.com. It's one of their front stories today. Really? Yes. Because yes. he's. I mean, if you if you read into it, it's. I mean, he's going there to compete for the starting job. Now, right. Caleb Williams is gone uh, to, you know, he'll be in the NFL next year. So, you know, he has a chance, but it's not like uh, Dylan Gabriel, hey, come on over to Oklahoma. This is your team. Right, right. They have the guy Miller Moss who had a great bowl game in the Holiday Bowl, six touchdown passes. Uh, so he'll be competing with him, obviously. But, but again, it was on ESPN.com. And I'm not just counting what the dad said. It's just, again, different than almost every situation when you're hearing something about this. It's usually the player on social right. media. And or, I, however, yeah. it, however it comes out, I get what you're saying. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that maybe he was never uh, offered from Georgia and they wanted to go to USC. And the dad said, yeah, he's going to Georgia. And then Lincoln Riley's like sprang into action. Of course, I'm kidding. <laughs> but well, 
Oh, you're t- you think I'm serious? No, no, no. The you part th- about Lincoln Riley was mentioned in the ESPN.com article about him kind of springing into action to get him to decommit there right. and flip to USC, that part. Obviously, that's what he did. He didn't just decide to go to USC uninvited. But <laughs> I've decided I'm going. It's not Manti Teo. You know, that was Manti Teo coming out of high school. It was like, what college do I? Don't call me. I'll decide. when. If I come to your college, I'll let you know. Right. That was the whole Manti. Manti's in town, by the way. Yeah, uh, he, he was, was uh, covering the he was covering the Sony. I believe he's covering the or was that on Maui? Yeah, he was on, on social Maui media. Last week, yeah. Oh, okay. He was on Maui uh, for uh, 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 covering covering for somebody, the maybe so, just yeah. his, him his own self. But he was on social <laughs> media. But someone was walking around filming him. He's buds with Tony Finau. Oh, he is. I didn't. Know I was. That. I, I thought that was very cool. He, they, hey, Oos. That's what he was saying to him. But anyway, we move on. Uh, Jaden Maeva, uh, today he's uh, committed to USC. Stay tuned tomorrow when we find out where he'll be committed to next. All right, uh, the New Orleans Saints players uh, do not apologize for their poor sportsmanship. In fact, they they love what uh, Jameis Winston did. They uh, came out in social media, many of them, and said, leave him alone. It was a team deal. And uh, if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, uh, the Saints were up 41-7 to against whoever they were playing. Atlanta. Atlanta Falcons. And uh, in the last play of the game, they went into victory formation. You know, if they didn't go into victory formation, it wouldn't be so bad. But they go into victory formation, like on the one-yard line, and so everyone's taking it easy. They're going a, a quarter speed, and then they hand the ball off to a guy, and he runs into the end zone. The coach told him specifically, don't do that. Just down the ball, be a good sport. And they're like, no, we want this guy to get a touchdown. You know what? If you want that guy to get a touchdown, Jamal Williams, have him earn it. Not, not, not on a trick play where everyone thinks you're going to down the ball and then you, then you, you know, you smash 100% speed behind a bunch of guys that are three, you know, who've let off, let off three quarters. Of course he's going to score. Really? Jamal Williams, you happy with yourself? You keep the game ball? You going to tell your grandkids about this? That's crazy. It's his own. And it's, it's, it's plain and simple, just poor sportsmanship. Yeah. They're yeah. talking about, the teammates are talking about, uh, um, what's his name? Um, James Winston. Oh, yeah. As a great leader. Well, first, I mean, a great leader to me is somebody who can take orders and follow orders. <laughs> to go, nah, nah, let's get this guy a cheap touchdown. Despite what the coach is saying, despite how we feel. Maybe that's why you're not a starter in the league, and you never will be. Yeah, Jamal Williams didn't score a touchdown this year, and he used to be with Detroit, so he scored number, a number in his career. That still is not justifiable on any level, and I believe it was Dan Orflowski on ESPN First Take who said the other day, I would cut Jameis Winston today for that act. And I yep. kind of agree with that more so. Oh, Shannon Sharp, thank you, Tanner. More so than the New Orleans Saints player. And Jimmy Graham comes out on Twitter or X and says, "Oh yeah, there's to- there's Mr. Respectable, yeah, huh? Yeah, you know, walking down those alleys in L.A. Nothing against him so much, but when yeah, you- I, I, he came out of a, he 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 raised his head above above the parole board and had this to say." <laughs> But when you're saying that's the best quarterback I've ever played with and the best leader, you played with best Drew teammate. Brees. He said it was a he said it was the best teammate he's ever played with. Well, we had Drew Brees. I think that's a knock a, a shot at Drew Brees. And your last part of your tweet was bleep Atlanta. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, come on, Jimmy. 
I, I mean, the fact, and I understand they want to defend their teammate, but I think it's, it's still easily ill-advised, a cheap shot. There's so many ways to label it all negative, and that is, is about as poor of a thing, a, a sportsmanship deal. First of all, to rub it in, and even more so, disobeying your coach. And yep. even though Shannon Sharp was pretty strong with that comment, I like that. And for the Saints players to defend him and think we're going to say, oh, the teammates say he's a good guy, so this is okay. No, not on any level at all. And I hope it comes back to haunt them somehow. Well, what it does, too, is it comes – he can't be trusted. So, yeah. you know, all of a sudden if, it, you know, you're second string and all of a sudden you're third string and you're not dressed because, hey, when I call in a play, uh, hopefully the, the quarterback is going to run the play. With Jameis Winston, can't trust him. Uh, along with his band of goonies behind him who are who are going to you know sit there and go yeah it's okay he can run whatever he wants you know why cuz we're equal we're generation z we don't need any experience we don't need any know-how we just need that everything needs to be equal and fair in life well that's going to get you unemployed if you're Jameis Winston and remember when Jameis and Marcus Mariota came out, there was a talk on who'd be a better quarterback. And Winston has had a better NFL career. Not by a lot, but he has. But also the acts that he was involved with in at Florida State. You know, stealing out the crab legs or whatever. Just a few <laughs> different incidents. I don't feel like paying for these crab yeah. legs. Today, my, uh, it's, I'm having a, a mental health day. And my mental health day says that I should get free crab legs because I've decided to. What do you mean you're putting me in jail? That's not fair. And now he's back to certain antics that are comparable. I mean, would Marcus Mariota dare do anything like that? And I'm not just saying Marcus because he's local. A lot of, I don't think there's any other quarterback in the league that would have done that. Right. I mean, under those circumstances, not at all. So you can be proud of yourself, fine, and the, the back and forth with that reporter saying he has no regrets. I mean, he just looks so <laughs> awful in that situation, and he still does. Uh, well, at least it gives us something to root for besides Draymond Green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for, well, root against. That's for sure. Yeah, that was awful. We'll get into that. We'll get into that in a okay. second. One more Rainbow Warrior. Uh, well, Rainbow Basketball. The Wahine are on the road. The men are here at home. Basketball kicks off tomorrow so hopefully uh, at least the guys get back to their winning ways and we'll have noel coleman join us in an hour and five minutes from now and the headline in the sports section today says uh looking for improvement from last week's era filled setback i wasn't sure if it was volleyball or basketball they were talking about uh it is volleyball but basketball wasn't a lot of errors that turnovers were just 13 and that loss to csun but you had a loss that a game that slipped away down the stretch that was winnable you were in position to win that game couldn't close it out and now you have an even tougher opponent usually an Irvine who's also undefeated at 4-0 in conference uh, they lose players and Russell Turner again say what you want about him but he keeps keeps putting out really good teams year in year out and it looks like this year's team is no exception okay all right uh okay coming up here on ESPN Honolulu uh, we've got tickets to volleyball to give away to Friday night and then a couple of tickets to see the Rainbow Warrior basketball team tomorrow night. Keep listening for that here. Rich Hill joins us in 20 minutes. Uh, we'll take your text as well at 808-296-1420. All coming up with the Sports Animals on ESPN Honolulu. Hey, we've got the Craig Angeles Show. It's back in 2024. Join us at Velocity uh, right there on the corner of Kapiolani and Ward. You can park uh, self-park or you can have valet parking at the MW restaurant. 
But uh, join us right there. It's going to be coming up Tuesday the 16th, Kanoa Leahy and A.D. Angeles. Come on down and join us or listen in and get your questions uh, to our athletic director. There's a lot going on that you're going to want to know about. Coming up Tuesday again, 6 p.m. here on ESPN Honolulu. Coach Rich Hill in 15 minutes on ESPN Honolulu. Good morning. Uh, hey, that it looks like that cold front hit us a, a day early. Uh, weather-wise, uh, today partly sunny, lighter winds, high about 80, uh, low tonight 66. Uh, our sun rose this morning at 7:11. It will set this afternoon at 6:06. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's going to be chilly today and tomorrow. So good sleeping weather. Yeah. Let's go to the text line at 808-296-1420. And we encourage everybody to uh, text the show with the official Sports Animals mobile carrier, Spectrum Mobile. In fact, you can go big, get Spectrum Internet, mobile, and TV. Visit Spectrum.com for details. Uh, let's see here. We were talking about Jaden Mayava's dad, the uh, former quarterback from Kaimuki High School who, com- who went to UNLV, had a great year, and then he went to the transfer portal, and two days ago, he was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to go to Georgia, yeah. And then Lincoln Riley's like, you know, doing the whole Lincoln Riley thing, doing what he does. What? That guy's good. Let's get him now. Georgia wanted him. Let's get him to come over here. So now he goes over to USC. Gary says, isn't it crazy that uh, nobody's talking about it except his dad? And then someone says, sounds like the dad is a helicopter parent. Ah, I don't know if you can say that. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far necessarily. I, I just think it's interesting and without judging that his father is the only one talking about it, which is not the norm. That's my point. Right, but the team at this point can't talk about it and won't talk about it. But you're saying maybe some of the sources would. Well, for example, I don't know yeah. that I don't know that he's recognized, and I know it was on a headline at ESPN. But a lot of times on the scroll, they have stuff that doesn't seem that big. For example, hockey scores. But they, you know, when you come out with it, <laughs> it was, it was, you know, sometimes they have. The, I just don't think that he's a, a, a nationally known name yet. Now, hopefully he will be after he wins the starting job at USC. But think about the two Power 5 transfers we just got on Monday. The media reports it for the school. And we haven't heard – I mean, I haven't seen anything. I know it's still so early in the process of Georgia. I didn't see anything coming out of any Georgia media or USC. And I know the USC thing came out last night, as you told me. What, wait, wait. What are you talking about, the what, other one? The guys they, that committed to Hawaii? Yeah, like when you hear Well, about, because they, they didn't play. No, Nobody – at least Mayava was a starter, a quarterback, but that's not the and point. he's a quarterback. Right, that's even more so. My point is is that when you hear about guys committing, like you said, the school can't say anything, but the school's media usually reports it, like they did yeah. with Hawaii. We didn't hear anything from USC or Georgia, and when you get a quarterback committing, you would think that would be mentioned by more than just the kid's dad. I think the, they'll, the, the school will report if somebody goes into the transfer portal. The school doesn't report... Hey, you know, University of Hawaii isn't sending out a press release saying Darius Muasau's going to UCLA. No, but like Rob DeMello. Stephen Sy does. Rob DeMello and Stephen Sy reported the two guys we got from Boston College and USC, Fabian Roth. Right, but but the reason nobody cares is because they didn't play. I mean, how many carries did the running back get? But we heard Three? about it. We heard about it through the school's media. That's my point. You didn't hear anything about Mayava from USC or Georgia's media. 
Right, and I think I think you should have just because he is a starting D one starting quarterback. Right, right. But at the same time, he's you know he's not a household name. Maybe I guess I don't know, or maybe it's all a farce. He's coming to University of Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, right. That'll be tomorrow's news. Well, we'll see what his dad says tomorrow. I'm just joking. Headline hey, what do we want to see tomorrow? Hey, you know what? Represent the 808, baby. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on here. More texts at 808-296-1420. This is a good question, GD. Uh, this texter says regarding Jameis Winston is if the whole team decided to do it, why is Jameis the only one getting flack? Shouldn't that say more or less, I guess? To Dennis Allen's leadership? To me, it says a lot about the leadership and how his voice isn't being heard enough. They wouldn't do that to Bill Belichick or a Pete Carroll or a number of other coaches, I feel. But the reason Jameis Winston is getting all the flack because he's the guy who had the ball. If he said, no, we're doing this, I don't, I don't think the left guard or left tackle are going to be blanks. I don't think, even though they might have agreed with it, it probably wasn't their idea. They don't have as much say as the quarterback would. You know, now, if I'm Dennis Allen... I, I'm, no, I'm sure that he didn't only address Jameis Winston in exit mm-hmm. meetings. I'm sure he addressed a lot of guys. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're on television, you got a mic in front of your face, and you got the biggest smile on your face, say, no regrets, man. No regrets. I do what I like. I don't need to listen to people. I see crab legs. I take them. That's yeah, not a good look, Jameis Winston. No. That's no. probably why. He's the one. And you know what? He's the quarterback. Exactly. He, he is. Yeah. He's supposed to be the leader. They said he's our leader. We'll follow whatever he says. Well, he can lead you into the unemployment line. That's for sure. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, here we go. Here's another one on the Saints. The Saints would, the Saints move would be poor sportsmanship in any level of football below the NFL goes on to say the pros should not cry like the falcons did good point okay the falcons i don't know if they cried anytime you see a situation where a team does something so unnecessary when the coaches come to midfield you might hear one or see one coach react like arthur smith did it wasn't the falcons that i heard any comments from but arthur smith you could read his lips what was that bs what was that bleep and you couldn't see what Dennis Allen was saying. Obviously, he was explaining. I didn't tell him to do that. But for Arthur Smith to complain like that, I think that was fair at the time. Yeah, I mean, what he's saying is don't come out there, you know, as a hothead. Just shake the hand and walk away. That's what he's saying. I, I don't know. That's tough to do. That's yeah. tough to do, especially when you're thinking, I'm probably getting fired after this, so I'm already in a bad mood. <sighs> anyway, thank you guys for texting in at 808-296-1420. Uh, here's one on Dennis Allen. Was Dennis Allen part of the controversy of putting bounties on other players? No, he was not. No, he was not. He had nothing there. to do with that. No. That was, uh, what was the defensive coordinator? He was a really good defensive coordinator, too. Greg, Greg. Williams. Greg, Greg Williams? Williams? Yes. yes, Greg Williams. Greg Williams, and then Sean Payton, because Sean Payton claimed to know nothing about it. Of course. But, you know, it's like Rick Pitino. And, you I know, knew you were oh, I know that. nothing about it. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, I don't know anything about it. Uh, I'm going to make sure I'm the assistant coach. I'm going to cheat and make sure the coach doesn't know anything about it. There oh. you go. Oh. Uh, <laughs> wow. That's what the next texture says. How can Mayava get looks, NILs from Georgia and Braden Shager? I think I saw this uh, yesterday. This is a comment from yesterday, too. And Shager, who's number seven in passing yards in the nation, 
not any more looks. Mayava must have some good agents. Well, you had Lil Wayne for Braden Shager or his his group or whatever. That's a that's a good question. I mean, Mayava's numbers. I read them earlier. I mean, seventeen touchdowns, ten interceptions doesn't exactly you know claim or show that this guy you know a guy you definitely want to get signed. I think I think he was a good quarterback, had a good year. And Shager's numbers were very good, even though he played in one more regular season game than a lot of teams. Still, that's a fair question to wonder why him and not Braden. It shouldn't be just based on the team having a lot more success, or is it? Well, even if he played for a conference championship, right? And didn't. I think I think what people are looking at too is, oh, look at the uh, you know this. We can develop this guy. Look at this the tools he yeah, has. True. When you're drafting a baseball player, you're looking for that guy with the five tool player. Well, maybe he's a five-tool player. He didn't take off and run like Lamar Jackson, but it looks like he's able to if he wants to. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think, I you know, I'm glad uh, Braden Shager decided not to go to BYU and come here. You know, I mean, come back here, because I think he's on he's on the cusp of something. You, you'll notice towards the last couple of games with Braden Shager playing, he take off running, he'd lay himself into somebody and look down, give him a little attitude. It's almost like, oh, 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 don't cross that line, Braden. He became an angry, an angry Shager when he's running the ball. I love it. I love it. Welcome back. Much better second half of the season than first half. And if Dan Morrison is indeed on board, I can see even more success for him next season. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be awesome. Awesome here on Save the Eagles Day. <laughs> <laughs> I wish the bald. Can't you just bring a bald eagle over here? Probably well, I guess, not. See, because they say they say, and, and I was reading word for word. There's not enough critters. What do eagles eat? Raccoons? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I they imagine fish. they eat gophers and stuff. I've seen well, videos we, of them grabbing fish out of the water. Yeah, so just fly over the aquarium. We got oh food. no, you didn't. <laughs> we got fish in the ocean. We got an ocean. Yeah, but that, the ocean is too big. I think they like to fly over lakes. But I'm telling you, they could live off mongoose. They, they get so fat off mongoose, and I'm going to fly 10 feet off the ground. I'm sorry if you're just tuning in. Today is a very historic day. It only comes once a year. Save the Eagles Day uh, today. One of our uh, coming up days of the year, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, coming up, we are going to talk Rainbow Warrior Baseball. I believe the season starts February 16th. I think there's an alumni game or something like that uh, beforehand, but uh, they got a great schedule yes. as well. well off the top of my head, they've got oh, let's see, Ole Miss. They've got South Carolina or South Carolina I think State. It's NC State, NC State, NC North Carolina State. They've got uh, they've got Holy Cross. They've got Ole Miss, Rice. Uh, they got a game with Rice and Santa Clara and some uh, San Diego State. And uh, other uh, great non-conference opponents. Anyway, uh, Rich Hill's going to join us next. He'll give us a couple of chihus to get us out of bed this morning on ESPN Honolulu, 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. We're getting excited for Rainbow Warrior Baseball coming up next month. We have uh, uh, Rich Hill joining us now, head coach on ESPN Honolulu. 
Coach, thank you so much for joining us. It just shows that baseball is right around the corner with the schedule starting next month. But even before that, the great fundraiser that you guys have coming up on January 23rd. Aloha and good morning, guys. Yes. Aloha. Uh, we are excited, you know. And, <laughs> hey, so much has been said about uh, resources, right, at the University of Hawaii as well as the landscape of college athletics. And you're right, man. January 23rd is coming up. It's a Tuesday night. Uh, that's our big, we call it for the love of the game banquet, you know, and there's hundreds of people, great music, the food trucks, everybody's in. I mean, it's a, it's an awesome time. What's unique about this, uh, year's event, uh, Gary and Chris is Keone Duren, oh, uh, yes. local boy who's the, mm-hmm. hitting, yeah, you guys know him. He's the hitting yeah, sure. coach at the Royals and, uh, Brendan Segara, local boy who is the director of pitching for the world champion Texas Rangers, you know, and uh, both those guys are going to be on stage with Scotty Robbs and uh, doing a fireside chat for about 20 minutes, all things baseball. What about the Rangers? What about the Royals stories? And I love, love to see local boys up there doing great things out in the, uh, out in the world of baseball. So that's kind of cool, but that's coming up on a, on a Tuesday night here in a couple weeks, man. And, we need resources, as you know. You know, I don't give a crap about where we are, who we are, this league, this league. Our boys deserve exactly what everybody else deserves. University of Michigan football, Texas baseball, Kentucky basketball. You know, we're not going to build a fence around what we think, you know, um, we should be here at UH. No way, man. Let's go for hey, it. You, you guys have how many? you have tables still available, or is it single seats at this point? Yeah, we have tables available. You can in just our website. You just click on that website, and if you're like me, if our listeners are on the H1 now, stuck in traffic, uh, <laughs> no, not that I'm. <laughs> when you get to the computers, click our website. You know, and, and you can get a ticket. Uh, it's a great place to bring. It's a family environment. You know, uh, man, and just you know, uh, sign up. All right, if you go to hawaiiathletics.com, go to sports, click on uh, baseball news, and you will find all the information uh, over there. And one of the things I love about yeah, the celebration. The website. It directs you right there. Easy. Cool. All the players are there. You get to talk story. It's really informal, as you said. Do you know, Coach, about any, uh, about any of the silent auctions or actual auction items that might be available as well? That's always a fun part as well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Laleo Kinimaka, you know, he always had, you know, I love the surf <laughs> thing. Right. So, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff, you know, like some uh, real iconic uh, type of stuff. Uh, a lot of baseball related uh, things. There's, there's uh, trips, uh, airline tickets, golf packages, wine uh, thing. I'm not a wine connoisseur, but uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are, uh, so yeah, all kinds of great things that, that you can bid on, and the, you know the main thing is you get these great things at, at a great price, but the proceeds are going to help, you know, our young people, you know, and really, really have a chance to achieve their dreams. 
great deal for sure. Uh, we'll remind people as we get closer to January 23rd, a Tuesday night, as you said, and all the information that you said at mm -hmm. hawaiiathletics.com. And we also have talked about the schedule where you guys will start action. Uh, you'll have the alumni game on February 4th, but the regular season starting on the 16th. I don't know if there's any other school in the country that has a tougher opening two series than Ole Miss and NC State that like you guys have. <laughs> That's how we do it, man. Right? I mean, uh, there, there, how we it, do. It, there's a couple reasons why we do that. Number one is the fans here. They deserve to see, you know, that type of brand of baseball being played, you know. And, uh, you know, we're just, you know, very fortunate that Mike Bianco uh, and Ole Miss wanted to come. Elliot Avent is a, is a dear friend of mine at NC State, wanted to come over. Uh, so I think the fans really deserve that. It's a great RPI uh, boost. Sure. You know, we like to play teams out of the West, so there's no common opponents. So there's a strategy to that, and we can beat them. You know, I mean, we won nine straight here at the Less. You know, that's sweeping three straight series in the in the Big West. Very difficult for these teams to come in here uh, and and play well. A and then and then win in this type of environment. You know, we encourage them to get on that Waikiki Beach, baby, and uh, <laughs> you know they get a little bit of sun. Forget the sunscreen and. There's a lot of stuff to do at night, you know, so, hey, enjoy. Hide the, hide the, hide the sign that says, like, Portuguese, beware of man of war. You know, hide that sign. Kind of throw that in the bushes. Enjoy the water. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. We are talking with Rich Hill, baseball coach for the University of Hawaii here on ESPN Honolulu. Can you give us any insight as far as some of the new players that we're going to get accustomed to starting in February for this year's team? Well, I think, you know, what jumps out at, uh, at me right away is Itsuki Takemoto. You know, he's one of the top ten players in Japan. Uh, very, very bright young man. Uh, came over, uh, learned English, you know, within about six months and has really been impressive, uh, you know, so far in, uh, in, in fall workouts. Uh, Jake that's, that's, pretty, that's, pretty, that's pretty cool, learning English, because we're still working on that, learning English. <laughs> Sorry to yeah, interrupt. No, Go so am I, right? <laughs> no, I'm glad it wasn't a math problem, because I'd have a problem with that. <laughs> this, uh, you know, Jake Sukata out of Punahou, uh has really impressed. You know, he was at University of Portland. We got him, uh, you know, in the transfer portal. Um, so, you know, I, I think those two guys, you know, have really, uh, you know, kind of, stepped up, you know, and, uh, and been at the forefront of some of our, our newcomers. Hunter Faldo was really impressed, you know, local boy out of Mililani, uh, out of the JC ranks. So I, I think, again, you know, there's a real local uh, twist, you know, to our, our team, especially on the position player side. You know, I mean, it's um, about 80% local boys, so it's kind of cool. You did, I'm not sure if it was last year or the year before, but I remember you had it probably more than once or twice, a lineup that had all starters that were local players. Do you think that could happen this season? I certainly do. Yeah, I, I, I for sure do. I don't know about the, you know, the, the pitcher, um, you know, but there'll they'll be times uh, most likely when, yeah, if there's nine local boys, you know, on the field, including the pitcher, you know, it's not something that I, you know, we, we sit down and draw up. You know, it just kind of <laughs> happens, and you know how the season goes. There's these ebbs and flows, and some guys are swinging about really well, and other guys go a little bit cold. But, you know, it, it, it definitely kind of will go to that side for sure. 
What about starting pitching? Have you gotten that down to where you know who might be your Friday night starter yet? Nope. You know, I'm from that Jim Harbaugh, Nick Saban school where the uh, the depth chart isn't really a thing. And uh, we don't really have to worry about that until, um, you know, that, that opening series. Now, pitching's different. You know, uh, it, it, you just kind of have to set that up a little bit, you know, much like spring training. So, hey, Randy Abshire is coming back for his mm. sixth year in college. You know, uh, he'll be one of those guys out there I, I feel very confident about. feel very confident about our freshman All-American returner, Harrison Bodendorf, a mm. real Chris Sale lookalike. Uh, and, and the fans are really going to love him. He's, he's gained about 10 to 15 pounds. Uh, our new pitching coach, Keith Zuniga, uh, is uh, just a beast, you know, with these, with these pitchers. He's great. Uh, Itsuki Takamoto, Connor Harrison, you know, is coming back. Uh, we've converted Nainoa Cardenas, you know, uh, the Kauai boy, to a full-time pitcher. He's, he's been electric on the mound. So um, it's, Starting to, you know, kind of come into shape uh, a little bit. We're just focused, though, on, you know, on, on being great today, being great in the weight room, being great in our small groups. Um, that's a little bit far away. So you can't really get to the end result without immersing yourself in the process. And if I have this right, is this the last year of not having a big wet tournament before that'll start in 25? Correct. Yep. 2025 Big West tournaments uh, coming on the books. Do you know where that's going to be held? The first one? No, I don't. I don't know. There's some talk, you know, about uh, you know having it, you know, on a on a campus, um, but more than likely, kind of a neutral site, you know, maybe okay. like the California League Stadium. You know, when I was in the WCC, we went to Stockton, you know, where the Stockton Ports played. I, I'm a big fan of Las Vegas, the AAA ballpark there. Um, so th- throughout. You know uh, the California League. You know there's some there's some pretty cool stadiums, and I, I'm I'm pretty sure it's going to be a neutral site. Okay. Right on. Hey, coach, thank you very much. We'll keep reminding folks about the fundraiser. Uh, go to HawaiiAthletics.com and uh, click on baseball for more information. Coming up January 23rd, tables are still available, or you can get uh, regular tickets. Uh, great entertainment, great stars. Great things to auction, uh, to win in auction. We appreciate you, and we'll talk to you before the season starts. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, Coach. I love it, guys. Thank you, guys. Season tickets are going on sale, too, man. That thing's going to be sold out all weekend for Ole Miss, and place is going to be rocking. So I encourage everybody to, you know, the season ticket thing's cool because you can you get to sit where you want to sit. You know what I mean? Right. And the price is, it, it, I think it's a little bit better you know, um, throughout the whole season. But, hey, aloha to you guys. Mahalo as always. I, I love being on your show. All right. Hey, when do when do the season tickets go on sale? We lost them already. Uh, All right. oh. What's that? Go ahead. No, no, no go ahead. No, you're on. No, I think it's January tw- January 24th, the day after uh, the day after the, for the love of the game. Coming up. Ah, okay. Get them. Good deal. Chihu, <laughs> thank you, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Good... <laughs> oh, a little rocky end to that there, but uh, Rich Hill, a lot of na- lot of names that you will recognize coming back for the 2024 Rainbow Baseball team. Names like Jordan Donahue, Ben Ziegler, Namoa, Kyson Donahue, uh, Dallas J. Duarte, Stone Meow. Uh, he mentioned Rabbit, uh, Randy Abshire. 
Um, gosh, I'm going down the uh, list here. There's a there's a few. When you asked uh, Harrison Bodendorf, he mentioned Alex Giroux. Remember Alex Giroux? Sure. Uh, he's only a junior this year. But um, remember, you, you were meant you asked a coach if if, if they're going to have possible to have nine players from Hawaii on the field on the starting lineup, yeah. right? And he said, "Well, maybe you know you'd have a question about pitchers. I mean, we have local pitchers on that team, but um, you know, maybe not in. I, I mean, I'm sure there might be, there could be a situation." Oh, I don't know, where somebody like uh, Tyler Dieball uh, from Kaiser High School is on the field when a bunch of people um, are, are out there. Uh, Trevor Ichimura from Iolani School uh, could be out there. while And those guys aren't starters, but I mean, right. he's done it in the past, though, which, again, he wasn't yeah. by design. It just happened, he said. Right. That's a pretty cool deal. Nainoa Cardenas, who he mentioned, from Kauai. Um, from Kapa'a High School is another guy you can uh, uh, kind of look forward to. Oh, Ty Atkins. Can't forget Ty Atkins. He was sure. Gatorade Player of the Year, I believe, from Kamehameha, Hawaii. But a lot of um, a lot of uh, local boys pitching on that team. It's 747 with the Sports Animals. This is ESPN Honolulu. Why don't we give away tickets to Rainbow Warrior Volleyball? This is for Friday night at the Stan Sheriff Center against Emmanuel as the Bows uh, look to get back to their winning ways actually tonight. But uh, you want to go to Volleyball Friday night? we got tickets for you if you're caller number uh, three at 808-296-1420. Uh, right now, a message brought to you by Hawaii USA Federal Credit Union. Life matters. Uh, if you'd like to help raise funds for the 40 Lahaina Luna coaches who lost their homes, you can help send Lahaina Luna student-athletes to state tournaments, or help the school replace sports equipment lost in the Lahaina fires. Uh, we ask you if you could donate to the Luna Strong Fund online at downtownathleticclubhawaii.org. Congratulations, Gus, over on the windward side. Gus and Kailua in the 96734 just scored a couple of tickets to see Rainbow Warrior Volleyball against Emmanuel on Friday. Keep listening next hour. Uh, here's what we're going to do. Next hour, uh, oh, I don't know, about 30 minutes, we're going to talk with Noel Coleman uh, from the UH basketball team. And then after that, we'll give away another pair of tickets to men's basketball and this is for tomorrow night. So uh, get ready for that here. It's all coming up on ESPN Honolulu. And a big game again going up against Irvine. Riverside will be the opponent on Saturday. And, uh, you know, you always want to split on the road to use a cliche. We hear that often. But at home, you like to win both games, of course. And it's not going to be that easy tomorrow night. Of course, Saturday, Riverside, one in three, I believe, right now in conference. Maybe a lesser opponent. But Irvine's always tough. 
this team, I'm hoping after they had that really good start, can win these types of games, as I mentioned earlier in the show, for these games that go down the stretch where they're up for grabs. They're 50-50 games, I call them. And they weren't able to do that the last two Saturdays with CSUN and Fullerton for the home game. Hopefully tomorrow night they can do that against a good Irvine team. It's always great to beat Irvine. It's always great to make Russell Turner even angrier than he yeah, is yeah, anyway. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. he's angry walking into the gym. Yes, Whatever he reason, he'll be angry. <laughs> somebody, somebody, somebody peed in his cornflakes. But you know what? That's what makes it fun. That's what what makes it a if you're gonna pick just a couple of games to go to for University of Hawaii basketball, make sure you go to Irvine just so you can get on the coach. It's part of the fun of the game. It is. I mean, for some people, if you're close to him, it is, and you get to you know hear his antics and everything. And again, say what you want about his antics, and he's had plenty of them. Remember the COVID year where he was upset, I believe, with Rich Sheriff because they pumped up the music. Oh yeah. When they had the ball, the background music that were going on. At I these think games. he wasn't the only coach that was upset about that. But he let it be known. Right. And you could see the uh, visual on TV or hear Bobby describe it on the radio because fans weren't allowed back then. And, again, he's done that in the past. He's got that kind of a mouth. But he's also a really good basketball coach, which means oh, his sure. teams are good. His teams are prepared. And these games, you know, unfortunately, Hawaii hasn't won more than they've lost over recent years with them. But they're always intense games. And I think tomorrow is going to be nothing nothing else besides that. Hawaii will get up for them. And it's one of the things we'll ask Noel Coleman about next hour. Is that his biggest rival? And what does he think about how they've competed against Irvine over the years? Because they are more than just a formidable opponent. But Russell Turner is one of those coaches, of all the coaches I feel in the Big West, that you'd love to beat maybe more than anybody else. Yeah. And, and the cool thing about him is he's got a really loud voice, so you can actually hear him in the stands yeah. when he's complaining and yelling about stuff. And, you know, that's also half the fun. And now where the media sits, we're right by the visitor's bench, so I look forward to hearing even more of what he has to say. Mm. And I know the fans will do their part, hopefully. And hopefully we'll have a lot of fans there tomorrow. The, the attendance has gone up little by little, still not as much as volleyball. But again, like you said, if you're going to pick a game, uh, Irvine is about as good as it gets as far as some of the opponents. Santa Barbara is good, of course, uh, but Irvine is one of those teams that I think might be the biggest rival for Hawaii just because of the tough games we've had with them in the past. Unfortunately, yeah. some of those were losses, but uh, he is a coach that you want to beat even more so, and you want to be there when it happens because there's nothing like being at a game, of course. But Right. All right, so uh, coming up, we do have uh, our top uh, stories we're following here this morning on ESPN Honolulu. One of them will be, of course, the uh, Sony Open getting underway officially tomorrow. Uh, lots of stars out there. I'm, I, I'm looking at some of the names. It's not the biggest names, per se, in golf. Uh, but if you're, you know, you maybe might have saw the Honolulu Star advertiser with a piece on Gary Woodland this morning. Uh, he's a favorite who comes back year after year. Uh, Kevin Kisner, who was doing the, uh, he was one of the analysts on television uh, last week for the the Kapalua for the Century at Kapalua. So he's playing in this. But you got guys like Terrell Hatton is here, Justin Rose, uh, a major winner. Matt's Fitzpatrick, another guy who's won a major. Chris Kirk, who just beat, you know, some of the world's best over the century. Hideki Matsuyama, Siwoo Kim, a past winner, uh, is going to be here. Uh, let's see, Nick Taylor, that name jumps out to me because wasn't that the keyboardist's name for Duran Duran? <laughs> I'm not it, sure. It sounds familiar. <laughs> 
let's see. Uh, Billy Horschel. Billy Horschel uh, is back again. Uh, let's see. Jonathan Vegas. Didn't he just get arrested for something? What about your friend? No. Uh, yeah, I don't see Sahith. Sahith's not on the. I don't see him. I don't see Parker McLaughlin either. Now it doesn't mean he's not here. It could have mean could mean that I just kind of passed him up. I'm at ESPN.com, just kind of uh, scrolling down. But um, let's see, Garrett Higo is on here from South Africa. Hopefully he keeps his shirt on. Uh, he, remember, took his shirt off and danced around at the Phoenix Waste. Oh, that's right. Open or whatever. Uh, Stuart Sink is here. I wonder which one of his kids will be uh, his caddy. Webb Simpson, Keegan Bradley. So you've heard these names before. Oh, Harris yeah. English. Oh, Sahith is here. Uh, Sahith Thigala, who uh, had a great, uh, uh, you know, great year last year. Cooch, Matt Coocher always makes it out. He's one of he usually gets like one of the biggest followings out there. People in Hawaii love Matt Coocher. Uh just going down the list here really quick. You can get tickets available at the usual places. But um yeah, I don't see I see Blaze Akana. No Jordan Spieth. But no, Jordan Spieth hasn't come for a while. I saw him. Oh there. no, Jordan that's that's see two yeah. years ago I saw Jordan Me Spieth. Me too. That's when I saw him right before. Yeah, COVID. but anyway, he don't like come this time. But Blaze Akana is there. He's going to tee off uh, in the last group at 140 tomorrow. So the U.S. Sure. golf team, right? Yes, and he, he's an amateur. But I, I don't see Parker McLaughlin on here. I wonder. Yeah. All right. Hey, we got to uh, go. We'll be right back on ESPN Honolulu. Good morning. It's Sports Animals on ESPN Honolulu. I'm online uh, looking at the, and it says top news uh, in the Honolulu Star Advertiser at the, the website. And uh, one of the top news stories is Lisa Bonet files for divorce from Jason Momoa. And, I, you know, I love to read the, um, the comments from readers. <laughs> They're all upset because this is in the newspaper. How is this headline news? What does it matter? Blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares. They're so angry that they, you know, I, I think that people would want to know or kind of curious that, a, you know, a famous local actor is, is you know, is marriages in ruins. It's I, what people like to read about, they right? They do. And I see comments, let's say, on Instagram where celebrities have a an everyday occurrence, like a divorce, unfortunately, or something like that, and people say the same thing. Why is this big news or a headline to somebody's personal life? You feel bad that that happened, I guess, in that situation, but even that it's a major headline. It's one thing to wonder about it or hear about it or read about it, but should that yeah. be a headline? Well, I think what they're what these real, you know, the real journalists are doing is they're trying to that's that's our society. That's what people want oh, to read yeah. about. Yeah. So they're trying to keep up. Right. I mean, if you come out and do the if you ever watch that uh uh, you know, there's a certain Joe Moore has what is it at 5:30 the World News, yeah, or, or whatever World News Report. You know, I believe. to a lot of people that's just not interesting. What people are a lot of people are waiting for is the six o'clock news uh, against the hit and run, the water main break. Got to know what the weather's like here. That's the kind of stuff that really is the most important in people's minds. Something happened in Fallujah might not really affect me in my life and my pocketbook, right? Yeah. It might not affect my pocketbook or my, you know, my little world here. So people aren't interested in it. So really, 
I mean, I don't have a problem with it. But anyway, I don't have a problem, but it is interesting how it's projected as a major story when it, you know, maybe it shouldn't be a major story. But I agree with you. People are curious about the bad news that sells bad news sells. Right now. I didn't I didn't look today at uh, usually I uh, I enjoy looking at the online version of the what do you call that? The, the it looks like the regular newspaper, but it's online. The t- um, well, rep- no, yeah, oh, gosh. Anyway, you know, sometimes you'll see stories on the uh, on the front of the front page of the website, and it looks like a major story. But if you're actually looking in the newspaper, it's kind of buried in the back. I right? see that with other so papers might, as well. Yeah. Right. So that might be a, that might be the situation yeah. here. But anyway. Okay, at least it's not as bad as uh, Saints players not listening to their coach. No, no. One of the big stories we're following today is that uh, more players came out in support of Jameis Winston, and uh, they, they, you know what? They doubled down and said, we do not apologize for being sport, poor sports and running up the score and not listening to our coach. Probably a lot of the same player that backed Alvin Kamara when he got in that fight during Pro Bowl week in Las Vegas. Great oh. guy, great. I'm I just paraphrasing that some of those things were said. I know they backed him up. That's what football teams do. A lot of sports teams do it, which to me in this situation makes them look even worse because this is not a situation where you need to back them up. They screwed up. I'd rather have one of the players said, you know what, I wish we didn't do it. But nobody's probably going to come out publicly because then you're not a good teammate. Is that it? But that there's no way anybody can really defend that and say that was the right move, it was an okay move, and that it wasn't anything but poor sportsmanship and disobeying a coach because that's exactly what it was. Yeah, and you know what? Is it is it uh, is it is it any surprise that something like this happens in the NFL and it turned out to be Jameis Winston? No. No, like I said, I don't think any other. I can't think of any other quarterback. Maybe Baker or Johnny Manziel would have done that. Maybe, but most quarterback, ninety-nine percent, would listen to their coach because that's that's what you do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's move on. Sony Open. We just went over some of the stars who, are like Hideki Matsuyama and more, are coming here. Sony Open is getting underway tomorrow. Really, kind of the big news happened last night. Former Kamuki Budog, Jade Mayava. Uh, two days ago, committed to Georgia. We're like, whoa, big time, from UNLV to Georgia. And then he's decommitted, and now he's verbally committed to USC. His dad is reporting. Yeah, that was a stunner, to say the least. And good luck to him. Best wishes. Hopefully he'll make it. Hopefully he can start. Uh, it was surprising with his number that those schools were after him, I guess is one way of putting it. Not that he doesn't deserve being you know, recruited or courted and all that, but I was a little surprised with Georgia. First of all, they have a starting quarterback coming back in Carson Beck. And my mm. my other numbers weren't great last year. I mean, again, I thought he had a really good year. But 17 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, you wouldn't think a lot of the top 10 schools, especially top 10 offenses, would be going after a guy like that. But they are. Well, I'm, thinking, I'm guessing they don't, they don't look at the stat sheet and say, hey, who's the best on paper? Because otherwise, Braden Shager would be playing at USC or good Georgia point. or yeah. something like that. All right. There's stuff they look at that we don't understand, and that's why you know his size, his his athleticism, his arm maybe, but um, yeah, I would see, I would think that Shager would would have gotten, and maybe he did, and we just don't know about it. 
I would think that Shager would have gotten a Power 5 offer from somebody. He was on our show a few weeks ago, right before New Year's Eve, I think it was our last show of the year, and he said, for, he acknowledged that he got bad advice, people got in his head, and he listened to them, and it wasn't right. true. That was but, in the paper. But he mentioned that there were schools that were interested. I mean, he didn't get specific, and I wouldn't want to put him on the spot, but we heard Baylor was one of them, but they already signed a quarterback out of Toledo, who was the MAC Player of the Year. Uh, BYU, apparently, he visited but wasn't a big fan of. But you would have thought maybe there'd be some more offers. But there was talk that there were other schools besides those two that had some kind of interest. Right. Yeah, that's right. I think they wrote – I think Stephen Sy wrote about it in the paper. and He had he had mentioned Baylor. But um, how's um, – um, oh, my gosh. I'm, my mind's going blank. Their coach, uh, Dave Aranda. How's Dave Aranda doing? Is he is he going to be back next year? I, I haven't heard anything about him being on the hot seat when you read those articles about teams being on the hot seat. But they have uh, they've had a couple of tough years in a row. After winning yeah. the Big 12, and I forget who they beat in the bowl game about three years ago, uh, the last two years, and I believe they weren't even a bowl team this year, if I'm not mistaken. And I think he fired a coordinator. I'm not sure if it was offense or defense, but I believe they fired a, a coordinator and a couple of other assistants. But I haven't heard anything about him. But if they don't make a bowl game next year, uh, you could maybe think that there would be some talk about him maybe being on that hot seat. Yeah. All right, folks, you can uh, uh, you can check in with us. You can call, but it's uh, you can easier to text if you want at 808-296-1420. And speaking of firing, so we do have six – coach openings in the nfl and i would suspect that by the time the weekend comes we might even have some people getting hired right i mean i would think that you know there's um interview processes going on already maybe you're making a list checking it twice getting your you know fueling up the the private jet and going out and visiting people including jim harbaugh that might be the first domino to fall or to stay but if he's going to the NFL, that will have a chain reaction, so to speak, with other coaches. Maybe let's say he goes to the Chargers as an example. Then you would think whoever else they might have been considered out of that picture, where if he stays at Michigan, uh, doesn't go to the NFL, then those coaches maybe have a better opportunity or more of an opportunity to go to L.A. or Las Vegas. And, again, no time frame on him. I saw an interview he did with ESPN again this morning, and still nobody knows when he might make a decision. But I would think – with signing day coming up in a few weeks, three weeks from today, I believe, you're going to have to decide one way or the other in the next week or two. Just be fair to everybody involved, including the NFL teams who don't want to be waiting. If you're the Chargers right. and he's your first choice, well, you don't want to wait till February 3rd or whatever the date is. And he says, you know, I'm staying at Michigan. And then you're out of the coaches that you might have wanted because they already got hired somewhere else. Yeah. So there's going to be – there's – a lot of candidates, and I, I erased my email coming from Las Vegas, but it's, you know, they have favorites on which coach is going oh. to get which job. And one of the guys that comes up, and he's in the, looks like he's in the top five on everybody's list, is a guy named Ben Johnson. Right. Uh, he's the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. The other one is, is it Mike? I was going to say Mayock. It's not. It's He's the... He's a defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. Mike, yeah, something. Anyway, it starts with an M. I got it. I, 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 Mike McDonald, thank you. I was thinking, Mike McDonald, isn't that the coach for the Dolphins? But, uh, yeah, so Mike McDonald is a name uh, that comes up uh, a lot in these two, as well as Jim Harbaugh. But more Jim Harbaugh specifically for 
the Chargers. Right, right. I saw Ben Johnson uh, either has an interview or is a favorite, according to some sources, for Carolina. Oh, uh, his poor name, guy, his name really? Was, yeah, well, his name was mentioned there as well. I just Well, some... you know what? It makes sense, though, because they have a good defense. They need offense. That's what yeah. they need. They need somebody to work with the offensive line and the quarterback. They're... Eric Bieniemy's oh. name mm. is one of the favorites for the Washington Commanders as the head coach. I, I mean, we've always wondered why he hasn't gotten a job offer or been, been hired as a head coach for the last five, six years. But now that he's the OC this year, the new ownership and the committee of uh, Bob Meyer, the former Golden State Warriors GM, and was it Chris Spielman, the other guy on the uh, search committee, Chris, for right. Washington? I think they're both going to be advising ownership, Josh Harris, the new owner, about maybe who they think could be the new head coach. For a basketball guy, I think that's kind of interesting. Uh, and I've, Again, I know this might be so far-fetched, but somebody suggested that maybe Jim Harbaugh would want to go to Washington if he goes to the NFL just to be close to his brother. I, again, I know you're laughing at <laughs> who, that. Who, who, who? Did somebody on Twitter, on X, mention that? I mean, who's like, that's the whole thing all of, over again of Kevin Durant. He's going to go to the Washington Wizards because that's where he's from. No, that never happened. It was the Knicks that he was over here. But it was, that's what people were saying. Yeah. And, 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 you know, who goes, I want to be next to my brother. You know, these guys are working year-round long hours. They get to be with their brothers and sisters and family at Thanksgiving and a few other times when mom and dad might show up at the game. But to go... Uh, he's going to choose to go. I'm not going to choose the best position for me. I'm going to choose one that's uh, 200 miles away from my brother. I think it's less than that. <laughs> hey, they can't get together on Thanksgiving. They're probably playing different teams. I know what you mean by that, but there might be something to that. I wouldn't dismiss it totally. I dismiss it 110%. Oh, I'd go about 10%. Because, again, let's say some of the other jobs are filled or for whatever reason he doesn't have interest or they offer more money. Well, if the other jobs are filled or they offer more money, that's a reason. Yeah. That's a, that's a reason. I got nothing else. Or, wow, they're going to offer me $30 million a year. Not, oh, they're offering me a little less, but I'll be close to my brother. What, is he insecure? Well, let's say it's all things being equal. It's the same offer as another team. That could be a deciding factor. Uh, Maybe not. Do they have a quarterback in Washington? Therein lies the problem of it not being one of the most attractive jobs out there. Well, what about the Raiders? Why are the Raiders mentioned? Do they have a quarterback? They're in Las Vegas. Well, that, you think well, he can go to Las Vegas in the off season? He doesn't need to be there <laughs> year round. Where are the Raiders drafting? Maybe they're drafting high enough where they're going to get somebody. I, I don't like know. Around twelve somewhere I, I, in there. I, I, I've never said the Raiders are a great uh, a great landing spot for anybody. But we've heard that from a lot of sources that the Raiders and the Chargers are the two most likely scenarios. Hey, and maybe I, that's because he's a West Coast guy. Well, he's a Michigan guy too. That's not. I mean, he, no, no. He's his. He's spent his career at Stanford. His dad was coaching in wasn't in California. Yeah. Uh, Stanford, uh, San Diego. But, yeah. but that's he's, only for a certain amount of time. He's been at Michigan. What? How many years now? Nine, ten years. Right. Played there. I mean, he had a lot of time in the Midwest as well. Or, you I know, get you. I'm just, I'm just regurgitating what other people are saying. Here's oh, another no, guy. Twitter was it on? Hey, got one more rumor. No, a... sorry, I don't spend my life on X and go. Oh, look, here's somebody had a thought. Let me take that and put it on the radio. Well, whose thought is it that you heard that he, you know, he wanted to go to the West Coast? Same thing. Uh, ESPN.com. Hey, well, here's one information. One thing that came. I think out. ESPN.com is a little more trustworthy than some guy named Bob. 
uh, trying to get a bunch of eyeballs on But X. it's not Bob. It's people like Adam Schefter who's been mentioning the Raiders and the well, Chargers. Well, ESPN.com. That's what I'm saying. So guys on Twitter also work for ESPN. But here's a story that came out from a Twitter site called ML Football. They actually have interesting information. They say that Mike Vrabel getting fired by the Titans owner Amy Adams Strunk partly stemmed from his behavior during his Patriots Hall of Fame weekend, which was earlier this year, where he failed to address the ongoing speculation about him, speculation about him going to New England. And I, again, maybe that's not totally accurate, but that you know might be fitting as well, where maybe he didn't downplay anything or you know say he's happy in Tennessee or say the right thing, and maybe or- that had something to do with it. Or having a losing record the last couple of years and not making it to the playoffs might have something to do with it, too. I mean, overall, he had a winning record. He was like 54 and 45. But I guess after a while, it's like the Falcons. They weren't like the, you know, embarrassing or anything. But three years in a row at 7 and 10, eh, time to move on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay, so I was going to bring this name up. Frank Smith is the offensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins. And is he this big genius behind the offensive output of the Miami Dolphins? Or is it their head coach? Or is it Tyreek Hill and Tua Tonga-Vailoa? So if you're Frank Smith and somebody offers you a job, you take it as fast as you can, make money while you can, because I'm not saying he's not worth it, but I wonder if some of these guys who are up for jobs, really it's not the coach so much as they just got great players. I think it's probably a combination. I think for Miami, I think Mike McDaniel, from what everything people are reporting, that he deserves a lot of that credit for the offensive right. success there. And Tyreek Hill does too as well. Sure. I mean, if he wasn't hurt that one game, he'd probably have 2,000 yards receiving. Probably, yes. yes. But anyway, so hopefully we get, you know, we get some kind of, uh, you know, we hear some kind of word about somebody being a head coach. I hope that uh, Bill Belichick just stays where he is. I wouldn't mind that either. And, I, you know, I mentioned that earlier in the show that no information coming out where you would think if they are going to let him go, why not announce that a day or two after his meeting with Robert Kraft, which took place on Monday? Well, so I don't know what no they, news means in this situation. Maybe it means nothing at all. Who knows? Uh, okay, let's um, – we'll take some texts. But coming we a, up next, yeah. we have Noel Coleman – uh, UH basketball player is going to join us. After that, we're going to give away two tickets to Rainbow Warrior basketball for tomorrow night against Irvine. So that and more coming up with the animals here. This is ESPN Honolulu reminding you it's Sony Open Week. And did you know that Kahala not only makes Aloha shirts, but awesome performance polos too. They cool you down and keep you comfortable on all, excuse me, keeps you comfy on or off the golf course so you can get one at one of kahala's six stores or kahala.com gary dickman chris hart sports animals on espn honolulu a lot of talk about university of hawaii men's basketball they've got an important homestand starting tomorrow against uc irvine joining us now is the starting guard for the university of hawaii noel coleman noel thanks for joining us and congratulations for getting a thousand points twice in one season once in your career and another time for the university of hawaii pretty good deal isn't it yeah thank you for having me um yeah it's just exciting um, you know, it's, it's a big milestone for me personally, but, you know, it's just I'm grateful for, for the opportunities that I've gotten here so far. 
I want to ask your thoughts, Noel, about last weekend. Your team goes one and one in a very impressive win against Bakersfield. Obviously, a tough loss against CSUN. What was your takeaways from those two road games? Yeah, you know, we're right there. Um, you know, we had a, a good game in Bakersfield. We're up by twenty. Um, you know, they fought back, but was able to secure the win. You know, CSUN. You know, they're they're having a great season so far. Um, so that's props to them. But, um, you know, that's some things that we, we can clean up, um, minor mistakes that, that shouldn't happen. Um, but, you know, it's a long season, so we got a lot of time to fix it. Uh, it's a gauntlet. we got 17 games left, so I'm looking forward to it. Are those losses tougher? And the losses I'm talking about is CSUN and Fullerton the Saturday before, where both games, obviously right down to the end, Fullerton was an overtime loss. But are those tougher to accept when they could have gone either way down the stretch? Yeah, of course. You always think, you know, it's uh, what you could have done better individually, but also as a team, um, especially against Fullerton, you know, um, with our history. But... Like I said, it's a learning experience. Um, you know, it's a gauntlet. There's a lot of games left. Um, and, you know, fortunately, basketball is a game of runs, so um, we just got to gain our momentum. I want to ask your, your thoughts about your game this year. You're having a terrific season, but one of the things I've noticed is you, we know how good of an outside shooter you are, and you're able to take it to the basket as well. It seems like when teams really defend the outside shot that you're able to take it into the lane and paint, and from either side, you've been pretty effective. How have you altered or adjusted your game based on how the teams are defending you? Yeah, we, you know, um, Coach Brad and I have uh, spent a lot of time this offseason on just finishing around the rim, uh, finishing high off the glass, and that's what we as guards been focusing on as well in our workouts, um, just being able to, you know, throw it high off the glass because we know there are a lot of shop players in our league, um, a lot of good defenders, the physical league. So being able to go down there, get in the paint, um, and finish high off the glass outside of reach of the big man, um, it's been a a big focus point for us. Noel Coleman for the University of Hawaii men's basketball team joining us on ESPN Honolulu, 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. You've been through this so many times in conference play, and anybody who watches the game knows how it works, where teams know each other so well they can defend better than non-conference games for the most part. So I've talked about how you're able to get some separation and get to the basket if teams are kind of overplaying you on the perimeter. Jovan McClanahan and Juan Munoz are going through a stretch now where teams are obviously defending them really tough. How do you guys as a team try to get the guards a little bit more open space, uh, separation? And one of the things we've seen this year for the most part is a quick ball movement around the perimeter yeah like you said ball movement and um you know playing through our through our fours and fives um you know it opens up them a lot you know having uh people key down on players like Javon um you know it, it opens up the floor for other people to you know perform so um you know it's it's definitely a challenge, but you know that's the great thing about basketball and uh, conference play. Everybody knows each other, so um, it gets even more competitive. And you have to be even better with your details. Um, you have to be more detailed in your plays offensively. So, um, you know, it's exciting. 
You mentioned the four and the five. Justin McCoy coming over from North Carolina before that, Virginia, and, of course, Bernardo da Silva. He has really elevated his game this year, and you talk about how effective that helps. Their game helps you guys at the guard position. What have you seen, in, especially Bernardo da Silva, who we've seen for the last four or five years and right now is going through a really terrific stretch of basketball? How has he elevated his game? Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's, a, it's just confidence and experience. Um, I, I think he found his, his swagger. Um, you know, he, he he was pretty good last year as well, but you know, especially this year, he, he's shown how dominant he can be, um, and and that's what we need from him. Irvine is the opponent tomorrow. We were talking earlier on the show, Noel, about Russell Turner and his antics, how vocal and outgoing he is. Is there a team or a coach in the Big West that you consider maybe your biggest rival? And just your thoughts on over Irvine overall? Yeah, I, I think he, you know they're definitely up there uh, for sure. Just because of you know the history we have. You know, I got injured over there. Um, you know, coaches almost went at it over there. So um, I think there's definitely a fire brewing already uh, before tomorrow's game. But, you know, it, it makes the game even more competitive and more fun to play. You know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's healthy competition. Um, both coaches are very competitive. Both teams are very competitive. So, you know, that's all you want. That's all you ask from something like that. What has been the big focus on practice this week as you prepare for tomorrow night with Irvine Saturday, Riverside? Match energy. Um, you know, being able to match their energy and physicality from the jump. Um, once the ball tips off, you know, it, it's not just matching their physicality, but, you know, exceeding it, uh, um, bringing in even more energy, more physicality to the game um, so that we don't start uh, on our back foot. Well, hopefully we'll get a win tomorrow. Always, like you said, and we've been talking all week about Irvine, always a exciting, dramatic game, and uh, we expect nothing less tomorrow. Noel, thank you so much for joining us today. Good luck tomorrow and this Saturday. We'll see you out at the Stan Sheriff Center tomorrow night. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. All right, thank you so much. Noel Coleman joining us here on ESPN Honolulu. And, again, they play Irvine tomorrow. And we've just been informed that tomorrow will be Taylor <laughs> Swift night. No Travis Taylor Kelsey. Swift night? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I, I was going to ask Noel's opinion on this, but I'm not sure he's very aware with, of her music. Maybe he is. But uh, that's going to be pretty uh, interesting. We just got information why, on that. Why, we'll would pass a, it why would a young adult not be aware of Taylor Swift's music? I just I would I wouldn't think maybe that uh, his favorite type of music. Well, you like Taylor's. It's not my favorite. I I I would I wouldn't go out of my way to see her in concert. But if she was here, I'd see her. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's an interesting theme night tomorrow. Taylor Swift night Thursday, and then Saturday it's Joe Coy night. It, it, I saw I see video game night on Saturday. That oh, I a, get it. I get it. <laughs> you, have, you have to read the I'm newspaper sorry, once okay. in a while. I watched Joe that Joe Coy made the joke about yeah. her, and now their Swifties okay. are mad at him. Sorry. <laughs> I think Tanner thought it was funny. Uh, I think Liz uh, driving in uh, thought it was. Anyway. All right. So, yeah, uh, we'll give you details on that. Who wants to go to the game? Well, if you're caller number 5 at 808-296-1420, got a pair of tickets for you right now. We're going to give away. And uh, just be caller number 5, 808-296-1420, and then we'll text the tickets to your phone or email or something like that. Hey, big day in the NFL. You can catch the games at 850 Craft Beer and Whiskey Bar at Leeward Bowl. Check out all the games. The big video wall, if you have not seen it, this has become 
the place to be for sports watching in the Pearl City IA area. Everybody goes down there to Leeward Bowl. So check it out. 850 Craft Beer and Whiskey Bar. And actually right across the hallway you have Leeward Bowl Bar and Grill as well. It's a great menu. I've had it, uh, some items from there. You're going to love it. So check it out uh, for all your football watching needs in the Pearl City Shopping Center. By those graceful years, we were young and life was sharp and clear. Can you see me now? Hawaiian eyes. Can you see me lost? Good morning. I want to say congratulations to Vincent from Kapolei. He just won himself some Rainbow Warrior basketball tickets. We got more to give away. Keep listening here to ESPN Honolulu throughout the day. Now, earlier we had um, uh, Coach Rich Hill on for Rainbow Baseball, and they have their For the Love of the Game fundraiser coming up on January 23rd. And if you go to uh, uh, HawaiiAthletics.com, click on Baseball News, and you'll find out more information on that. Also, uh, Charlie Wade's men's volleyball team has their fundraiser uh, going on as well. And I want to get information. I had that up, and I don't see it here. But I'll give you that information in uh, just a few minutes here on ESPN Honolulu. Now, we were talking with Noel Coleman. He doesn't sound like he's from Belgium, does he? No, I was surprised the first time I heard that. Even when I read it in print every now and then, I'm a little surprised at that, yes. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so coming up, you do have Irvine. Uh, they're Overall, they're in first place in the Big West Conference. They're 4-0. CSUN is 3-0 in conference play. Uh, they score about 78 points a game, a little more than UH. Uh, they give up about the same amount of points that UH gives up. Uh, they're a little better on three-point field uh, three-pointers than Hawaii is. Uh, good at rebounding. Their plus margin, uh, plus minus margin on rebounding is plus 6.4 as compared to Hawaii at 2.1. Although it's not an incredibly tall team, if you look at their starters, they have one player that's 6'6", and, and uh, their center is 7'1". But the other guys are, you know, 6 feet, 6'2", six 6'4". Six but they're seven foot uh, one center, Bent uh, Bent Luchton. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. I remember him from last year, right. and he's not great, but he's good. And it's always a tough matchup when you go against size like that. Hopefully, this year with Bernardo and Morissette, they're up for that task. But he, I think, one of two returning starters, if I'm not mistaken. Andre Henry played a lot last year. I can't remember if he was a starter until us, I believe, played. But a lot of these guys are kind of new because they had a couple of starters leave via the transfer portal, I think, for more NIL money. But still, you, haven't missed a beat. Look how good they are so far this season. Yeah, but you know what? There's one chink in the armor is that they are not great on the road. They're 2-5 and five in road games. And this is, a you know, probably their longest road game they've played. It's got to be, yeah. Hopefully that'll help our chances. One of the things that concerns me, and, I, you know, you went over some of the numbers, their shooting percentage, 49%, 48.5, 49. That's Ooh. really good. And there's not many teams that shoot a percentage like that. And Hawaii's isn't that bad at 45, but 49 they're up at the top. I can't remember. Where is Duquesne? They're in Pittsburgh. Oh, that's probably their longest road trip, right? Oh. Um, they, played du- they played Duquesne. 
I was joking. People don't text in. I was joking when I said Duquesne. But they played Duquesne on the road. They, they lost by four. But uh, anyway, so they've made a number of trips. They've lost on the road to San Jose State, at Duquesne, at Utah State, at San Diego State, at New Mexico. So they played some pretty good programs on the road, though, actually. Yeah, yeah. USC they beat. And Whoa. USC was ranked at the time. They're not a great team, but that's they won by 10 at USC. And that is an eye-opener right there. Utah State is ranked right now. And they might not have been a month ago, but that's a tough team as well. So they lost that one. San Diego State game, that game I watched where Irvine had the game won. I literally walked away from the game with about 12 seconds left. Because I think San Diego State was down by four at the time, and they ended up winning on like a steal after a basket. But that's a tough place to play at in San Diego State. They almost won that game. So even though they've struggled on the road, they've lost to some good teams on the road in the last two I just mentioned, Utah State, San Diego State. All right, so um, overall, at the Stan Sheriff Center, UC Irvine is 9-7. and Hawaii has beaten them. Uh, We've beat them the last three times out. One of them was in overtime. But uh, that's why, you know, Russell Turner's, that's why we just remember his head just blowing up. His head implodes uh, every time, and it's kind of fun to watch. Yes, it is. Because it's always somebody else's fault, right? But anyway, um, uh, Hawaii, I didn't realize this, and this is one of the storylines, really, of the game coming up, is that these guys have struggled the last three years in Hawaii, but at the same time, Hawaii has not won a league game at home yet. So Hawaii looking to win their first conference game at home. They've only played one. Right. So, I mean, that's not... Out of three. But, I mean, out of three, yeah, yeah, I guess. But, anyway, they're looking for their first conference win. And, and it would be sweet if it was against Irvine. It would be. And, again, if you want to finish near the top of the conference, these are the kind of games you need to win, at yeah. least some of these games against top-tier opponents. Every game matters, of course. But if you want to show that you're the best, and right now I think there are people that are maybe a little skeptical because – Again, Fullerton, to me, is still a, the worst loss of the season. And not only the worst loss of the season, it was a bad loss in that they got their leading scorer back, Max Jones, last Saturday, and they lost at home to San Diego, I believe, by 18. Fullerton is not a very good basketball team. Yet Why do we have such here. a hard time with them then? I don't know. They, they, the matchups, I guess. Uh, you, you hear that put, in basketball, yeah, right? And you can put, I, I don't want to say Iran was out coached. I know people will be quick to put that. He might have been. I, I don't. Even for well, myself, I don't know enough, and people who say that don't mention anything specific on how he was out coached. but they won that game and came back late in the uh, second half to force overtime and ran away from Hawaii, so to speak, in the overtime period where but, Hawaii had that three-point lead late. I mean, they're 8-8. Eight and eight. They're at 500 this year. I don't know who they've played. They're 1-3 in conference play. I mean, their, their record is similar to what Hawaii's is. Hawaii at 9-6 and six overall, but... Again, Fullerton didn't play UH Hilo and HPU and, and some teams like that. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't think Fullerton's that bad. It could not, be worse. Yeah, yeah. It could be Riverside, Bakersfield, or Cal Poly. Yeah, true, true. But I think when you have a, take any team and you take away their leading scorer on the road, 17 points a game, you would think the chances probably increase for Hawaii to win that game. And that was a game where Hawaii was playing pretty good basketball, even though they lost two of the three in the diamond head. I thought that was a game they would clearly win. They were favored by about eight or nine in that game. And they, they, they didn't play consistent. They didn't play a full 40 minutes. Bernardo da Silva saved them down the stretch. That was the game he scored eight of the last nine points of regulation. 
mm. and it was on a nice roll there, and it just didn't work out in overtime. And again, the, you know that they, I don't I think the loss last Saturday to San Diego showed that Fullerton is not in conference one of the top tier teams, and you yeah. lose like that. Those are the games that again, as Noel said, they mm-hmm. they kind of hurt because you kind of lost a game that was winnable, very winnable. Gotcha. CSUN probably doesn't hurt as much because even though that was winnable down the stretch on the road against a really good team that's undefeated, for for Hawaii, I think for themselves to get some confidence. They need to win games like this. And, again, if you look at the big picture, games in January don't matter as much, especially in a conference that's going to get one team in the NCAA. Still, you want to be playing yeah. good basketball. We say that but every I mean, year. Right. But, okay, put the cliches on hold, Dickman. You, what you have to look at is these are very important because you'll remember last year, what were we, like third place, but we were half a game out of first place? It's something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's always like that in the Big West. In the Big West, in my mind, you've got – there's a there's a there's a power five and there's a group of five in the Big West. You got yeah. five teams. Any one of those five could be in first place. Hawaii's got to fight their way back to get up and make it a power six. Yeah, and I, I agree with what you said about that part. Now, remember one thing that's different this year, and I hate this, what? is that the regular season champion for any conference is not guaranteed an NIT berth if they don't win their conference tournament. So that well, was something else to play for in the regular season. Right. Not just the three days in March in Henderson, but also the regular season to maybe get at least the NIT. That's not the case anymore. Is it's it a in money women's tr- side, too? Yes, I uh, I know, I know it's for the men. I'm, I would imagine it's all a college basketball, but I'll have to check. Because what they're that. trying to do is, you just mentioned money, so what they're trying to do is, hey, you know what? You deserve to be here, but nobody wants to see you. We're going to take a, uh, a, you know, a bad, I don't know, give me a, somebody Ninth in the SEC. Ninth place team, let's say Minnesota in the Big Ten. Ninth place, right. let's say. Yeah. At nine and nine, and they yeah. get in. I don't know that anybody's going to watch Minnesota on national TV more than they're going to watch the University of Hawaii. In fact, I would think that just out of curiosity, people would more be interested in watching somebody like the University of Hawaii or somebody like UC Irvine or or, um, uh, Long Beach State. See, I think I, I agree in a way that they probably are as good and maybe deserving. I don't know if they're as good. I'm just saying if you're picking Minnesota in their ninth place, what are you doing? I agree, but I, I hate that. I hate that. But again, when you get teams, let's say as a Minnesota, as an example, they're going to be more well known around the country than a West Coast team that nobody's ever seen yeah. in Irvine. As an example, are they going to be known for basketball? No, they're going to be known for winning the national championship in football in 1946. I mean, come on. Did they? I something like oh, that. I oh. saw that on the on the graphic <laughs> the other day. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, let's do this. Uh, Coming up next here on ESPN Honolulu, if you're going to the basketball game tomorrow night, here's a way to get into the heads of UC Irvine as a fan. We will reveal that coming up next here on ESPN Honolulu. All right. Hey, if you're over 60 and retired, making ends meet, especially at the supermarket, it's tough nowadays. Well, BenefitsCheckup.org, it's a free website. It can help you pay for food, medicine, even utilities. That's BenefitsCheckup.org. This message brought to you by Hawaii USA Federal Credit Union. Life matters. About 10 minutes in front of 9 about 10 minutes in front of 9 o'clock here on ESPN Honolulu with the Sports Animals in the morning. 
And I, um, I'm going to get into the uh, thing I was talking about about Irvine. But I did promise that uh, we would give you more information on Taylor Swift night for Rainbow Basketball tomorrow. It's video game night on Saturday. But for tomorrow, it's Taylor Swift night. It's a, uh, dedicated to all the Swifties like Gary Dickman. Uh, Hawaiian Airlines is the sponsor. Uh, they'll be handing out uh, 2024 Alaska Airlines calendars. I'm just joking. Uh, but anyway, they're handing out calendars to the first 2,500 fans at Gate A and Gate B. Now, are Gate A and Gate B clearly marked? Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure. Now, at halftime, there will be a Taylor Swift lip sync battle with three contestants. Uh, the winner's taking home 15,000 Hawaiian miles uh, as a round trip neighbor island flight. Hey, that's pretty cool. Oh, that's great. That'll be fun. Yeah. There'll be somebody. There'll be some guy, like with a with a big belly, and he'll be, you know, his butt crack, and he'll be dancing around, and people are gonna love him, and oh, that, that's gonna be fun. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so at, at halftime they got the the Taylor Swift lip sync contest. Uh, you can make uh, custom friendly bracelets dedicated to Taylor Swift and all fans attending. So you're not you're not so in- they have. What I'm sorry. I know you're not aware of the the phenomenon of her summer concerts. I guess that was a thing where people would bring or make bracelets at a concert and just give them away to strangers to become friends. That was like one thing. Oh, she that's had positive. Yeah. Wow. Now you put her down and you put me down for no. I don't put her, her. down. You put She's me down. A very talented young lady who appeals to twelve year old girls. Okay. If that's who you like, okay, then that's tough fine. Guy who. And- and Travis Kelsey. Who was in the fan club of NSYNC or Backstreet Boys and never stops talking about his great experience at their concerts? Oh, I, I never went to the Backstreet Boys. I took my daughter when she was, sure. uh, how old was Cheyenne, Mary? Like 10 years old? Uh, Let's put Mary answer. on the air and talk about your your love affair. She when... won't even talk to me. You think she's going to talk on the air? Anyway, so the the so she's like ten years old or something. So she wants to go to the InSync concert, and I took her to the concert, and uh, it was a wonderful show. That's the problem. Anytime anyone's levitating over the crowd, that's a wonderful. That shouldn't show. happen at a, a a concert. It should happen at a David Copperfield, not at a band playing music. You don't need the levitation yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'd rather have a guy with bo and a, a dirty white T-shirt and jeans sitting on a stool. Singing "Born to Run." That's what I'd rather. Oh, you don't watch. even try to go there. Oh my <laughs> okay, let's God. get back. Okay, yeah, let's get yeah, back to yeah. it. We're running out of time. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. They're gonna hand out uh, fifteen hundred packs of Rainbow Warrior baseball cards. Yeah. Huh? I mean, not baseball, basketball yeah. cards. Why would they hand out <laughs> baseball cards in the basketball game? Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, uh, Kamaka Ehau Fernandez will be singing the national anthem and Hawaii Ponoe. Uh, anyway, there's a lot going on, and you can check out the news uh, at um, hawaiiathletics.com. But, hey, if you're going tomorrow night, uh, be prepared. Make a Swifty friendship bracelet. Give it to somebody. Uh, Taylor Swift lip sync contest. And, oh, yeah, there's a basketball game going on as well. I, I'm glad they have. Event, not a really an event, but things like this going on besides the usual hoopla. You know, something like this is kind of entertaining, to say the least. And I'm not sure how many people, I guess they'll have a full amount of people. Was it three people competing at halftime? Yeah, and that's fine. And, yeah, that's, I, you know, I'm yeah. fine I'm fine with the haircut cam, you know, with the oh. fantastic Sam's little. 
I mean, those are fine. Those are plenty fine. You know, it's like twice, and it was great. It's almost like the um, well, it's like a food cam where they showed people eating food, and the people would like shove it down. At, you know, like you drink beer and you chug it all in one sip when you're on camera at baseball and basketball, and that's kind of the thing to do. You have a beer and you're on camera, you drink it all in one sip. And they had people eating whatever they were eating, basically, in, like, one bite or one shove. First guy was a hot dog. Put it basically in his mouth at once. Somebody Gross. else had popcorn, poured it on their head, and started eating it off their face, stuff like that. It was. I know it sounds kind of crazy. It was actually pretty cool. And the fans got into it more than almost any other cam that they've had, which are also it, popular. It doesn't sound very safe, sticking a whole hot dog in your mouth. I mean, what? It, I mean, somebody next to you better know the Heimlich. <laughs> Right? Yeah. It was it was kind of cool. It was different, but it was pretty entertaining, actually. All right. Uh, anyway, I don't know if we're going to have enough time for this, um, but there is a way to get into the heads of the UC Irvine uh, basketball team. You see, everybody make a sign. Does Hawaiian Financial uh, FCU, do they still have that place where you can make signs? Uh, the, kids make signs in the arena? I don't I know they did it at so. football. They did it last year at some volleyball. Anyway. <laughs> So anyway, uh, make a big sign and say, you know, write words like beat, beat u.c.irvine or beat uc-irvine. Or if you really want to get them mad, say beat Cal Irvine because they specifically come out and ask everyone, please refer to us as UC Irvine. No periods, initials, not uc-irvine. Please do not call us Cal Irvine. Uh, uh, please do not call us Cal State Irvine. <laughs> if I'm Kanoa Leahy, if I'm Kanoa Leahy on TV, and if I am um, uh, Bobby Curran, I'm guessing is going to be back for the broadcast. If Bobby Curran's doing the game, guys, refer to them as Cal State Irvine throughout the game. I can see Bobby doing that. Um, I think also maybe the PA and Kanoa can wouldn't, do it. he wouldn't play along, huh? Come on. Sandy would play along if she was an analyst. (laughs) Cal State Irvine with the ball, and it goes down to Cal Irvine. I like that. But we want them to hear it. I bet Russell Turner would get really mad. If he hears it, he might not hear the TV or radio part. No, 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 no. But what I'm getting at is the signs. Everybody make a sign. That's a good idea. Just say, beat Cal State Irvine. Beat Cal Irvine. You can do it. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. Keep listening for more basketball tickets to give away here uh, today on ESPN Honolulu.